0: have that confidence, certainly. Um, I understand, certainly, how hard it is to get to the top of that mountain. We haven't gotten there yet. Um, and, but I also know how, you know, when I look at, ultimately, the, the last several world champions, you know, how close we are, though. Um, so I think it's important to understand where we need to continue to get better to, to
1: put ourselves in the best possible position to, to kick the door in and, and ultimately get there. Flip, that's Yankees manager Aaron Boone talking to the media on Wednesday. We'll get into his comments. There's a lot to unpack there. But just in general, how excited are you? Baseball is here.
0: Baseball is here. I'm singing poorly because that's the only way I know how to sing. But baseball's <laughs> here. <laughs> oh, it's great! It's so exciting. It's uh, it's nothing like, nothing like pitchers and catchers. It's it's, it's everything right in the world. You know, we've had enough things go wrong in the world. It's nice to have something go right in the world. So, pitchers and catchers reporting. It's uh, it's spring. It's hope. It's optimism. It's all good things. All the good things that we need to have right now uh, is are arrived because spring training has started.
1: I can tell you, Flip, this is not hyperbole. Pitchers and catchers reporting unequivocally my favorite day of the year. You can have Thanksgiving. You can have Christmas. You could have Fourth of July picnics. Give me pitchers and catchers reporting.
0: Not Groundhog Day.
1: Oh, good movie, though.
0: Great movie, actually. One of my favorite movies ever.
1: (laughs) Really good movie. Let me tell you. there's a couple of reasons why I like it, obviously. Yes. Baseball is back. Duh. I forgot my singing. You know? I do not care about my singing, though, did you? <laughs> more, more specifically, I, I think when pitchers and catchers report, at least as a Yankees fan, they, there's that optimism that you could grab onto. Like It's tangible that the Yankees can win their 28th World Championship this year. I, I could understand where it's less exciting for maybe an Orioles fan. Um, but for a Yankees fan, there really is that optimism, like you mentioned at the top. Um, another reason, you know, spring is here. It's not really here, but it's right around the corner. And I think this year, more than ever, we need to see that light at the end of the tunnel. We need to be able to go into backyards again. Um, right. and, you, and for me, it's spring training. Usually I'm there, which is exciting. Maybe that's why I like it so much. Um, but this spring is going to be different, at least for yes. Why don't you tell some of the listeners why that is?
0: Well, it's, you know, the, uh, we used to really, basically, it takes a battalion of people to do all the things that we need to do as a, as a broadcast entity. And usually a lot of it is shot, a lot of these things are done in spring training. We do a lot of player interviews in, uh, in spring training. We do a lot of our promotional shoots, you know, uh, in, in spring training we do a lot of reads for our various affiliates. We have a lot of affiliates who carry yes around the country and we do a lot of reads and things for them and that's done in spring training. Uh, um, just so much of what we do is shot in and around spring training. And the fact is that it takes a lot of people to get that done and, and this year we really have very limited how many people can attend spring training because of uh, the COVID restrictions. And so we've had to really scale that way back. And you know, what used to really be, um, Quite a massive production on the scale of maybe shooting Ben Hur would be equivalent to that, I would think. Uh, not the remake of it, but the original in 1960 with Charlton Heston. Uh, that one. <laughs> Thanks
1: for clarifying.
0: Even Boyd. I don't know if people confused the two, uh, but the mean uh, that now is um, it's a different scenario, and um, so we we really had to scale it way way back, and so it's a different spring, you know, for us, and even you know the fact now that we'll. A lot of our announcers, when we go down to Florida we used to go down and have my production meeting a massive seminar meeting would be held in in, in Tampa and all that's gone away you know will that be held other places or not held at all so we've scaled way back in what we do and uh, you know simply because of the uh, you know the, this is again the repercussions of of of, of c19 so you're, know, yeah. Yeah.
1: you're yeah sorry your that's... seminar since you brought it up yeah um while i'm um, glass half full kind of guy right now, and i'm I'm so excited. Literally is one of my favorite things I do at yes, especially the dinner afterward.
0: Yes, the dinner afterward is is see the work is at the seminar. The dinner afterwards is just a, a chance for all of us at yes, because you think that everybody gets together all the time and sees each other all the time, but they really don't. Once the season begins, I mean, a lot of our announcers don't get a chance to always see each other. The guys in the studio don't always get a chance to see the guys who work, the, you know, the games. And uh, so it's a chance to get everybody together. The producers and directors sometimes don't get a chance to always see each other and we see each other very little in the course of a season. So this is a chance for them to get together for a night and have, a, have fun and, you know, uh, get ready for the season and tell stories about our – this is our 20th season of coverage, uh, 19th overall, but our 20th season of covering the Yankees on YES – And so there's a lot, quite a few stories we have, you could imagine over the years. And it's a lot of fun and a chance to do that and tease each other. And it's just a good night out. And it's a way to bond, continue bonding and, you know, get ready for the season.
1: I don't know what it was. Maybe five or six years ago, I was sitting at a table at that dinner, sandwiched between Ken Singleton and Lou Piniella. And just, I just sat there and listened. Just listening to them talk baseball as a baseball fan was just... An amazing night.
0: I mean, between the two of them, I mean, two pretty good outfielders, by the way. But uh, between the two of them, between, you know, Lou is just a great after dinner speaker and an amazingly funny individual. And you sit with him and you get an education on baseball, but you also, you know, you laugh harder than you've ever laughed in your life. And just and obviously all the the Mr. Steinbrenner stories that he has, uh, he could just you know fill a, a couple of books. I mean, the size of the old and the New Testament, to be honest with you, how <laughs> big those books would be. But he could fill books, and and he, you know, Kenny's just a marvelous, wonderful individual who's uh, been around a really long time, knows the game, and is just one of the nicest, most gentle sweetest people you'd ever meet in your life and just uh, uh the, when you talk about uh, one of the backbones of our network it's been having ken singleton as, as part of what we do and uh you know this is his uh, analysis will be his last season with us and he's just you know, he's going to do a handful of assignments for us and he was going to retire last year but because of the COVID situation didn't really get a chance to do so and so we, we invite him obviously to come back he can stay as long as he wishes to stay but he's going to you know do some stuff for us this season be around and uh, And hopefully we'll give them a proper send off this year.
1: I could tell you getting back to how it's different for, yes, the spring training, at least from the digital side, uh, considerably different. So, you know, Flip, we would we would go down, we being the digital team, maybe for a month at a time. I know Matt Stucco would live down there for a month uh, and get a season's worth of content just hey, Aaron Judge, can I grab you real quick? Hey, John Carlos Stanton. Hey, Tyler Wade. And do ride-alongs, do episodes of The Feed, do interviews, Evergreen Lifestyle. And like, that's gone now. Um, it, it doesn't mean we won't be able to create new and compelling content. It's just going to be different. So it's a little bit of a challenge for us. Um, but like you have said, our team is considerably smaller now this year going down there.
0: Well, the world had to reinvent itself. And so why is our business any different? Our business had to reinvent itself because the world had to reinvent itself because of COVID. I mean, there's, that's really it. I mean, the, the, you know, there's a, the, 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 you, you, you adapt or, or you you don't exist anymore. We, we had to adapt as a business. Uh, the world's businesses had to adapt or they wouldn't be they exist anymore. I mean, everybody had to sort of make Incredibly major adjustments to the, how they operated in their businesses, but also how they operated in their lives and how they interacted with each other. The whole world changed, and and you know, so I guess why should we be, you know, uh, you know, immune mean, from changing? You know, we should not have been. We had to change the same way everybody else had to change. We had to adapt. We had to make. Um, you know the changes we need to make for us to continue to 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 you know exist and operate in in, in some kind of efficient manner, so you know we 've tried really hard, and I think that we have done a really good job of a, of adapting to all the changes that we had to adapt to in order to exist and we 're no different than anybody else in the world, as i said and and it 's been, been an incredibly difficult challenge but but we, we you know we had no choice but to make it work and, and to commit to the credit of the men and women, yes. And, and on a on a small scale on a larger scale of the people in the world, but on a smaller scale of people yes i mean they've done an incredible job just to you know to make the changes that needed to be made and for us to continue to to not only persevere and to, to put on put on a good product but to to you know do it in a way that was with you know with less resources and than we've ever had before and and less less time than we ever had before and less manpower than we ever had before, and still put a product on the air that's you know you could be proud of I mean that says a lot about the people work for you so it's that that respect has been an incredible wonderful experience for us but you know listen out of out of you know out of terrible situations sometimes comes comes you know beautiful you know rainbows and unicorns and those things they all come out of terrible situations so you know you look for the bright side and and here's the the best part of all this is the end of this is in sight you know, we've talked about there hasn't been a sight line. The vaccine is out there, people getting inoculated. And, you know, it's, it's going to take a little bit of time. And at some point we'll have people back in the stands. And, you know, but by, hopefully by the all-star break, you know, there'll, there'll be people back in the stands and, and put with some, some number behind them. And, you know, it's, and it's going to be, you know, hopefully the beginning of, of a, a new era and a good era for the sport. Because uh, we you know we all need to relax a little bit. We all need that. We all need what sports gives us and the relaxation that it gives us and the the distraction that it serves to, to be. And uh, we need it now more than we've ever needed it. And I think people will. We'll come back and whether it's you know the theater or it's movies or you know television or sports or w- whatever the venue is uh, w- i think people will will populate it and people will you know look to you know get back and try to find some sense of normalcy whatever that new normalcy may be i have no idea but they're going to want to pursue it and pursue it in abundance
1: i'm obviously biased flip but i'm going to agree with you i'm incredibly proud to be part of this this team who has done so much through difficult times. Um, And like you said, helping people just find an escape Um, and baseball's back and here it is. We're going to give it to you and hopefully you can find an escape there. I want to get back to the top where we talked about um, Aaron Boone's comments. Uh, Before we do though, let's set the table. I am Kevin Sullivan from the digital media department here at the Yes Network. And I am across the Zoom, across the room, the Zoom room, from sports broadcasting hall of famer, Mr. John J. Filipelli. Flip, how are you today?
0: I'm good, Kevin. I mean, I'm I'm doing well. I'm uh, I'm surviving our daily staff meetings, and everything's going well.
1: What do you mean you're surviving?
0: There are tough meetings in there. Those meetings are tough. Sometimes they get they get very tough. I mean, we, well, we
1: don't have one tomorrow. Oh, so
0: we got we got one off a month. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can be in a you're serving a, a sentence somewhere. You get a day off a month. I mean,
1: come on. Uh, all right, we paid. We played about thirty seconds of Aaron Boone at the top of the uh-huh. uh, at the top of the podcast. Thirty seconds is brief, but he really did say a lot in that thirty seconds. Right. Um, first thing he said is that when he looks back at the past few World Championship teams, he recognized that the Yankees were close. They were just that close. If you could see me, my finger and thumb are close right now. I can now. see that because it's a Zoom call. I can see it. <laughs> they were that close, but they know that they have to understand where they need to get better if they really do want to be world champions. And that seems like a good question for you. Heading into this offseason, where did the Yankees need to get better?
0: Pitching. I mean, you need – the Yankees had enough to make the playoffs, and the Yankees had enough to go around in the playoffs. But if you're going to go really, really deep into October, and LCS, the World Series, you've got to have dominant pitching. And I don't know that they had really dominant starting pitching. Um, I don't think that they did. And I think their bullpen, which looked to be a strength, I mean, on paper was a real strength going into last year, didn't pitch as a strength. So between the starters and the relievers, I don't really think that they, you know, in the aggregate got done what they needed to get done. And, uh, and uh, I mean, Cole was good enough. Cole pitched. Well, Cole's really, Cole's a great pitcher. That's not a surprise to anybody. I mean, he pitched uh, as Advertips really well, but it wasn't Cole. It's sort of everyone sort of after him didn't slot as well as they should have. And I think that that, I mean, let injuries and all kinds of things happened and there just wasn't, you know, they just didn't have the the depth to, to, you know, overcome it when you talk about a championship team. So the starting pitching really wasn't there um, for a combination of, factors and some injuries and the bullpen wasn't was we didn't as good as we thought it was going to be it just didn't pitch up to the way we thought it would pitch so the bullpen faltered the starting pitching really wasn't there um to the the degree that it needed to be there to, to for a championship team and the defense the defense really wasn't there either I mean they didn't play great defensive ball the Yankees were not a great defensive team I mean were they were they the worst I've seen no they weren't terrible but they weren't particularly good on defense, So when you don't pitch and you don't catch and you give the other team extra outs, usually a lot of times good things uh, do not happen to you, particularly when you're playing October baseball and you're playing the elite teams that are in the game. So, I mean, so let's go back
1: and, to pitching because mm-hmm. that was the first thing you mentioned. Um, yes or no. Did the Yankees pitching get better?
0: Potentially, yes.
1: That's why I framed it as yes or no. Yes. I knew well, you were going to add. Go well, ahead.
0: Because it's 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 not a yes or no. It's not I a know. yes or no answer. It's a hard I question know. because, you know, I mean, Kluber is uh, listen, Kluber's a young pitcher. I mean, and, you know, an elite pitcher. But he's pitched two innings in two years. So if he comes back, I mean, obviously the Yankees saw him work out and other teams saw him work out and he had a number of offers. So, you know, they must have seen something in the, in those workouts to suggest that he's, Back and you know could hold his own in, in, in and on a starting in a starting rotation, so if if Kluber comes back, I mean I don't really, I don't expect him to be Cy so Young Kluber, but if he comes back and he's a, he's a solid three, then this is a really good pickup for the Yankees because he's got the pedigree, you know he he knows how to pitch he's pitch, knows how to pitch in October he knows how to pitch he knows how to win big games he's a veteran guy who could teach particularly work with some of the younger Yankee players, Yankee pitchers, you know, like, uh, you know, like Garcia and Schmidt and King and, you know, maybe impart some things to them that uh, is part of their education. So I really like Kluber. I mean, I like him as a, he's a nice guy. he's a good guy, but I, uh, but as a pitcher, I think he's, you know, has had a great, really great career and hopefully now this will be the, you know, part two, second act. So let's see where this goes. But if he, if he can, if he could pitch anywhere near anywhere close to the way he had pitched, Oh, the Yankees have themselves really something special. And at the very least, if he could be a three, and I think at the least he'll be a three, I think, he, I think he'll be okay. And I think that, that makes it a really strong pickup. So, yes, I really like that. I like that addition a lot. And, 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 uh, and uh, you know, Tyone is a, a good pickup as well. I mean, but again, there's a question marks there because he hasn't really been healthy. Uh, through, he's had two samizan surgeries, had to back, came back from testicular cancer. I mean, if anything, he's incredibly resilient. But when you see him, when he has been healthy and, and been able to stay out on the mound, he shows great, he's got great stuff, he's got great mound presence. And the fact that he's with the Yankees, I'm sure came as a, a suggestion from Garrett Cole It had to, because they were teammates at the Pirates. So they know each other pretty well. And I'm sure Cole suggested him and you know it wasn't just to get a friend to, to get a friend a job. I'm sure it was because he believes he, he's really got something to offer the Yankees. And uh, like I said, if he's healthy, you know, starting pitching is so hard to get. It's so hard to get. It just is. And uh, teams that have it just desperately try to hold on to when they in free agency the highest paid players are usually the starting pitchers so you know it's hard to get it's hard to keep it's hard to do everything with so if you if you see a, someone out there that has the potential uh, you know and it's just sort of sitting there you take a chance and you go it's worth it's worth the gamble so the Yankees took up the count uh, it wasn't a gamble they they didn't give away a lot uh, from their system to get him and uh, I, I think potentially he could be a, a tremendous pickup for the Yankees if he can come through and Kluber comes through you remember you'll get Severino back around the all-star break, probably. And that that's going to be a tremendous addition to the Yankees. You get him to go with Cole, and and you got Montgomery in the you know slot later on, and maybe King you'll see see how the young one of the young kids makes it or whatever, how that works. Yankees could be those starting pitching question marks could become exclamation points.
1: Oh, I like that. So pretty
0: (laughs) easy. it. Be my guess.
1: If if you were to ask me if it got better, yes or no. I'm going to say, yes, it did get better Um, for all the reasons we talked about last podcast. Right. I'm bullish on on Corey Kluber um, and go back and listen to that if you want. And it's in the archives. Uh, Eric Cressy, who is a Yankees employee and works with Kluber, isn't going to let the Yankees get a dud. Um, I'm bullish on Tyone. um, But one of the things you said that's really important that people might forget is Severino's coming back. Domingo Herman's coming back. It's all right. Michael King, Clark Schmidt, Davey Garcia. Those three have a year under their belt now.
0: Yep, and that means sure. a lot. It does.
1: Uh, this, this is a better pitching staff this year heading into 2021. Um, one of the other things they needed in my opinion was a lefty bat, uh, Gardner's gone. It seems that, yeah. yeah, I would think so. Where, where does that lefty, how they do there?
0: Not as good. <laughs> I don't think they've done as well. Um, I listen. I they're, they they're of a They're coming from a philosophy that they don't they don't need a left-handed bat. Um, obviously, if if they thought that philosophically that they thought they needed the bat, I guess they would have gone out and got one or two or three. Um, I'm philosophically I'm in a different place than 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 they are. I mean, I'm I don't know more than they do. I'm not presuming that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying my own opinion is. Uh, in that ballpark where, you know, its I mean, that's made for, made for lefty, lefty bulleters. It just is. I mean, you it's slew of home runs as a lefty in that ballpark at the stadium. And I don't think they're taking advantage of it. But, but you know, more importantly, look, I think in the regular season, if you're a really good team, you could beat up on some of the teams that aren't as good. And you could make, put a record together to make the playoffs. Okay. Yes. I think you can do that. I think a lot of teams can do that, but I think if you're going to go deep into October and if the goal is to win a championship, then you've got to be able to beat up on uh, some elite pitching. And if you're righty, if your team is dominant righty or no, no lefties or one lefty in a lineup and you're facing right-handed dominant pitching, you know, it's, you're going to be at a disadvantage. Okay. No matter how strong your lineup is, When you're facing dominant right-handed right-hand firepower, you're going to be at a disadvantage because you don't have the lefties to sort of balance it off. Okay, and I, to me, I think that that's that could be problematic for them. And I think adding a lefty bat would have been nice just to balance the lineup. And I don't know that they haven't to this point. They haven't, but but I think the good news for them, for the Yankees, is and for a lot of teams is the market is kind of flooded with a lot of players right now. There's a lot of good baseball players sitting there with, you know, spring training having opened right now as we record this uh, and who have not yet found a place to, uh, to, uh, play.
1: So with that in mind, and you, let's say you have a crystal ball, it's opening day is Jay Bruce based off of what you just said, the fourth outfielder for the Yankees. He
0: could be, I mean, he's in camp. I mean, he could be, um, he certainly can hit, still hit with power. You know, I don't know the average he's going to put together, and he's certainly therefore for just to be a bat, he wouldn't be there for any sort of outfield work. I mean, significant outfield work, I wouldn't think. So, he could be depending on what kind of spring he has. If he shows the Yankees enough, he could be that. He could be that bat. I mean, certainly. I mean, to me, the, I think they need more than, than a bat, but certainly to have that kind of power presence. If he has a good spring, I think uh, Jay Bruce could certainly answer a lot of questions for them, for sure.
1: Yeah, that's the only knock on Jay Bruce is he's not really going to play the field. Um, no, he's not a good not a defender. I'm on board with his power at Yankee Stadium. You know, he's only 33, by the way. I find that hard to believe.
0: Yeah, how old are you now? Oh, I'm a geezer. You, you, in your, well, you look like you're in your 60s, are you? <laughs>
1: Thank you. Uh do I really? What is it? The bald I'm, head?
0: No, I'm I mean i am hair challenged and I don't look I look so much better than you and I'm much older than you. So <laughs> you ever think of it like that? No, never. Uh, just, just, just food for thought. That's all. I don't want to digress too much. Remember, well, rate review
1: and subscribe. You know, that's you know what? what? That's the smartest thing you said all day.
0: <laughs> Probably all month.
1: <laughs> rate review rate, subscribe.
0: Please, rate review, subscribe. Thank you. Uh, very important for us. But thank you for those
1: doing it. Um, yeah. So uh, I brought up Eric Cressy yes. a, a little while ago. he For those who don't know, he's the director of player health and performance. Um, we had him on Yankee's hot stove not too long ago, a couple right. of weeks maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. He was very um, open and candid. I loved that interview. I think it was with Meredith. She always does a great job. She does. Um, but he revealed that Aaron Judge and Carlos Stanton have – embraced yoga regimens this offseason which as a yogi myself I don't know if you knew that I'm a bit of a yogi no I could see that Uh, I could see why
0: you you know you could uh,
1: yeah I could see that I I love that move for them
0: right uh I I love it too because listen the whole idea of yoga is flexibility and if they're going to work on flexibility flexibility may sort of help them stay on the field and most important thing we always talk about how many times I have to say this a million times a show a million times in the last three years.
1: On, stay the field. on the field. You <laughs> got to
0: stay on the field. It's like, you could do this. If you don't stay on the field, then what good is all of this? And the reality is that um I think yoga may, may certainly it's known to make you obviously a lot more flexible. So that, that may help them, you know, uh, battle injuries and, 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 and uh you know, help them prevent them from being, from getting injured. So I think that's a, that's a, a smart strategy. I mean, not that I'm, I'm a physical um, fitness therapist, whatever. I mean, just look at me think that, but I'm really not, but, uh, I can fool a lot of people. Right. But, uh, uh, the reality is, You're an Adonis. I am in my own, my own little world of like <laughs> one person Adonis, but the, um, yeah, I mean I could see where that would be. I mean, that's that, that's critical to try that. I mean, listen, let's face it, the last two years, I mean, the Yankees two years ago it was like a record for the people on the I. L. And then last year, which was only sixty games, we they sort of reinvented the that number. I mean, it was ridiculous the last two years how many plays we've had on the IL. So clearly the Yankees had to sort of really think this through in terms of their strength and conditioning and their, in their programs. And, you know, because they were not getting the results obviously that they wanted to get. So, um, you know, the, the, we'll see how this goes, but it's encouraging because I think he does think out of the box, and I do think that uh, I do think that the the yoga thing is is beyond important, and uh, and uh, to get to to get the stars to buy into that, to a different training regimen is, is 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 a lot of the sports these days. You know, these guys have their own training regimens. they have their own trainers, they have all kinds of things. So to get them to to buy into a philosophy that says, uh, you know, it's it's going to try yoga and a few other things here. Uh, that we hadn't done before is big. And the fact that they did it says that they realized that they they needed to sort of stay on the field and they needed to do whatever they could to try to stay there and maybe a different sort of conditioning program was in order.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to see how they respond. I mean, let's be honest. They don't need to get any stronger, right? Like Giancarlo Stanton's hitting 550-foot home runs. If he hits a 315-foot home run, it still counts for the same amount.
0: Right, but you got to be on the field. Whether it's 315 or 515, you got to be on the
1: field. Exactly. You know what? That might be – no, never mind. I'm having a battle internally. I was going to say that might be my favorite storyline heading into 2021 is to see how they respond to this yoga regimen. It's not – my favorite storyline is Clint Frazier. I'll say that proudly. Uh, I've been lucky enough to see him come up since day one in camp seen him ups and downs last year, very much wasn't up, but now that he's been named the starting left fielder and that doubt is no longer there. I can't wait to see what he does this year.
0: Certainly offensively. Yes. I mean, he's, he's shown how well he can hit, uh, you know, and I know we've had this discussion about his ability defensively. Um, I think he still needs to work on his defense. Uh, he did get a, sort of a gold glove uh, nomination, if you will. Uh, No, no,
1: no, no. You said sort of one and if you will. You qualified it twice with two negatives. He got a gold glove nomination, period.
0: You know, this isn't as simple as you're making it out to be. You know that. (laughs) Okay. But, but, you know, uh, sure, I'll bite. Okay. He did. (laughs) Uh, but I do think that uh, defense is still not his strong suit, and I still think he has room for improvement there. But uh, but certainly offensively, there's no there's no denying what an offensive force he is, and I, I think it's great that because now the the stories the last couple of years of them having using him as a chip to trade him, do whatever that's obviously all gone away, and the fact is he's you know he's earned his he's earned his shot. And uh, I'm most curious to see how this how he plays through an entire season. He certainly he certainly is a gamer, and he certainly, like I said, on the offensive side of the ball is no question. He's a terrific uh, force. So the, the Yankees need him. They needed needed a young outfielder, who would stay, somebody can stay on the field. He's got to stay on. He stays on the field. He's not he's not hasn't suffered the injury curse. You know, so when he plays, he gets he stays on the field, and that's something the Yankees really need. They've got to get some continuity there. That's really important for them. Because remember, you've, you know, Stanton has had trouble staying on the field and Hicks has had some trouble staying on the field and Judges had some trouble staying on the field. And, you know, when, when, they're, when, they're, when they're on that field and they're held, I mean, they're they're incredible force. Hickies have an incredible force, you know. Um, and, and, I mean, a uh, few teams could, could match them. You know, but again, you've got to stay on the field. So that's why this is a crucible for them. This is a big year for, them, for those guys, for the three of them.
1: So Frazier's future at this point, obviously, not in doubt. Another guy whose future is not in doubt, and nor should it be, in my opinion, is uh, Gary Sanchez. Um, but that didn't stop the Yankees from reportedly signing Robinson Chirinos to a minor league deal this week. Chat me up, Flip. What's the motivation behind that signing? I gotta think it's call. You know, you the think so?
0: I think so because he's a, you know he's a good defensive catcher. Uh, he's got. He didn't he had like 60 games last year. I mean he's also like 30 was he 36 37 now.
1: 36. Yeah. Right, so he's
0: 36. So, you know, he's not a young player. Um, a veteran player who last year didn't play particularly well in a very 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 very, very limited season obviously. But the year before, I mean he's, he's he's you know, he's hits home runs. He's got power. Um, it's a 240 250 hitter, but he's got power, he's got pop. And but he's a good catcher. He's a good defensive catcher. So, how the Yankees see this? I mean, d- does that mean that he's uh, that uh, Higgy's days, Carla uh, Gashioka's days, the number? And I don't necessarily think so. I mean, Carlos Gashioka does a really good job. Uh, you know, as a, as a backup, he does a terrific job actually, and he's great with call, which is important. I mean, the ace has to feel comfortable at the top of the. He has to feel comfortable. So, if uh, whether it's Gashioka or Chirinos, so whoever it is it's got to be somebody that he feels comfortable pitching to. And he hasn't for a variety of reasons, felt, I guess, felt comfortable pitching to Sanchez. So that's got to get straightened out somewhere along the line, I would think. But, but the reality is that this is a big year for Sanchez. Sanchez has to, has to, has to, has to establish himself as the older potential, all these stories about his potential. And he said, listen, I, I'm one of the first people to say, and I said it when he came up, he has 50 home run year potential. He does. If he could stay on the field, stays healthy and he could, you know, he could come up and be the ever realize his potential or close to it. He could become a big star in the game, but he really hasn't had you know, he said he's nipped at it, but then he's had setbacks. So, you know, he's got to stay consistent at the plate and he's got to be able to, you know, he's got to show that he can catch, that he can do the, the, the you know, some of the, the things that need the catcher needs to do. He's got to be able to block pitches. I, thought, I think he got better at it last year. I think he showed improvement in a lot of areas last year on the plate, but is it enough? So uh, is it the to justify the the faith that the Yankees have? And we'll see. This is a real – I think it's a make-or-break year for him in terms of his pinstripes. Because, again, not in terms of being a big league, but in terms of being with the Yankees, I think it's a make-or-break year.
1: So while you're talking, uh, I'm looking up Torino's numbers. um, And you're spot on. So here's an interesting number I found. Um, In 2019, he caught Garrett Cole, 68 and two-thirds innings. Yes. Cole pitched to a 1.57 ERA, 114 strikeouts and 11 walks. So yeah, that's Cole. You're totally right.
0: I, you know, listen, Cole's a great pitcher. and is, is capable of those numbers with about anybody, but the fact that he he, he got those those are, those are very impressive numbers with Torino's uh, with Trinos at the beyond the plate tells you a lot. So there's a comfort factor.
1: Yeah. What do you think John Sterling's home run call would be for Torino's?
0: You know, I can only imagine. I don't know where he would take that. Uh, you have an idea? I'll hear you know
1: it. where I'm taking it, right? Yeah, go ahead. The good news is Yes fans might be able to find out as soon as next month, right?
0: Yes. Oh, that's I know where you're going. See, yeah, don't I have see. To hint, hint, throw me hints more than 50 times for me to understand. <laughs> um, yeah, this is my little idea for spring trading, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Tell everyone. Uh, I love it. Just, uh, it's all right. Well, we'll I, I'm excited, but I think it's fun. Listen, uh, spring training games sometimes are not the most interesting. They're spring training games. Their idea, are you know, workouts kind of disguised as games, but listen, it's still, it's baseball. And if you love the games, spring training games and you know, other stuff can be interesting, but you know, to give people a little more incentive to watch them, you know, perhaps, uh, we sort of like came up with an idea of like putting, uh, Michael K and John Sterling back together for just a couple of spring training games to put them on. Yes. And just, because then they were the kind of a fab, fabled, um, uh, uh, radio team together. And, uh, for many, many years, and uh, give a chance to reunite them and have a little fun, and uh, it's a spring training game. You know, nothing ventured, nothing gained, and uh, I'm excited by that. We all, we're all, all of us, are excited by this. So, you know, we're, that hasn't been announced, except we're announcing it now. So there you go. Drum roll, we're announcing it now. It's March. Breaking 15th. news. Yes, March 15th and March 22nd of uh, Monday games and uh, afternoon games. One well, maybe they're night, I have no idea, but uh, it's March 15th and March 22nd. And on yes, and uh, you'll be able to uh, check it out. You'll be able to hear uh, Michael Kay and, and John Sterling together again.
1: Curtain call, breaking news. It's almost that, as if you're in charge. and You get to say where news gets broken.
0: Paul, uh, well, you really, thank you. You really is like embarrassing you know, that he, <laughs> putting it putting that, uh, that David Brinkley cloak on I me mean, now, Mr.
1: Just,
0: <laughs> journalism. That's why I'm
1: uh, uh, a force. So, speaking of journalism, um, yeah. Michael Grady launched a new show on mm-hmm. Yes Digital. You could find mm-hmm. it on um, YouTube. You could find it on YesNetwork.com. It's called "Appreciate You" with uh, Michael Grady, mm-hmm. and his first guest was journalist Scoop Jackson. Mm-hmm. Go out of your way. I don't say this very often. You know, you know that. Go out of your yeah. way. Check it out. I, I think. Grady is redefining what a Zoom interview is. Like he crushed it.
0: He crushes everything he does. See, this is the thing that, that you know, uh, he he's kind of a secret a little bit, but he's not gonna be a secret much longer. And um, he has just, uh, everything we've given him, he's not only excelled, he's got he's, whatever the next level of excelling and he's done it. And uh, the fact that he, you know, listen, when we got his tape, i never forget this i mean he was like doing like he was doing like he was a pa announcer in indianapolis for the for the pacers i mean he was doing the local station in the, in indianapolis he was doing their uh their news and occasionally wasn't even doing it regularly and so the fact that you know looked at the, you heard his pipes and you said you know i'm look, looking this guy's so smooth he's got a lot of potential so we're looking for a sideline reporter for the nets and uh so let's take a chance and see where it goes. I mean, you know, I uh, sort of like what I saw, and I mean, I thought he had a lot of he, he he checked a lot of really good boxes. I mean, his voice was 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 just like a solid uh, pipes like I hadn't heard in a really long time, and but the smoothest silk. It's just smoothest silk in his delivery. And didn't rely on a teleprompter. And just could just you know just 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 impromptu be able to, to, to do this, to deliver the, to ask the questions that he asked and to stay and, and no matter what you gave him to do, no matter what you threw at him to sort of make sense out of it, it, it being able to talk on air while having people talk in his ear. I mean, you know, what goes on is in the mechanics of television, but to do all the things as smoothly and as efficiently as he did. I mean, he was a very rare talent and to watch him sort of mature as quickly as he has on yes, and, and and in doing, you know, uh, performing the way he has, it's just been truly remarkable. He's a remarkable talent with a big future, and we're very, very fortunate to have him at Yes. We have a lot of great people at Yes, but he's a he's a special talent.
1: Yes, and I've had the opportunity to work with him on a couple of projects. Um, this project appreciate you probably more closer than closely than any I mean, other project. No project. I mean,
0: this is your project. Let's yeah, give you credit for something. We, we knock you all the time, and, and rightfully so. As but you should, I mean, yes. As, as I should, but but let's give you some credit here. I mean, this is, I mean, you've worked with him on this show, and this show is uh, is in the form that it's in because of you have you and him working together. So I mean, he needs a veteran presence to help, you know, like anybody else does. That you always need somebody to give you little words of wisdom, I and mean, you've been terrific working with him. So, I mean, uh, it takes it takes an army of people sometimes. And in your case, it's an army of one. So an well, army of one. Thank you for that. But good job um, by you and him.
1: I appreciate that. He's done a lot. It Really, is a team effort. If we're patting people on the back, I'll be real quick. Josh Isaac, Eric Roldan, and Dan Bessone, they worked hard on it as well. Um, like I said, it's called Appreciate You. Go check it out. Before we go flip, we're done talking about Yankees offseason. Now that it's here, spring training is here, we got to put offseason to bed. But before we do, give me a letter grade. How was the Yankees offseason?
0: Um, it's an interesting question. Um... On the surface, I'd give them a really high grade because the job one was to sign, we signed LeMayu, and they did that. he's one of the the, the, the you know the best players in in the game, and uh, his last two years has just been just incredibly for the he did an incredible job he's been their mVP the last two years so and been one of the best players in the league. so that was a the must signing, if you will, and I didn't know if they would get that done. there was just so many moving parts to it, but they did they got it done and good for the Yankees, good for us to get him. So that was a major, major, major job one importance. They did that. They accomplished that. So that's a big check. Big check. Um, they needed to get some some pitching, some starting pitching. You know, they got They got Kluber, and they got They got they got uh, you know Tyone. But it, now it's a question of you know, what, what, are they question marks or exclamation points? As I mentioned earlier, I don't. We'll see. But potentially, you know, if they come back and can pitch anywhere near in form. Um, the Yankees would have added two really, really terrific pieces that they would add, need behind Cole. Remember Severino's coming back, but we're talking about their off season now. So uh, those two, getting the pitching depth, starting pitching, which they needed to get, they got some for sure. Um, they added uh, a major piece in uh, getting uh, getting LeMahieu back. So I would have to say their their off season was 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 pretty. I'd rate them pretty high. I really would.
1: Yeah, I'm going A minus. They had to sign here, They did, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Pitching had to get better. It did, for all the reasons I said earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only thing they didn't do was get lefty, but they, they tried. They got Jay Bruce. and
0: Well, it's not done yet. Remember, there's going to be player, this players. player is still on the market. So the offseason may not – it doesn't end. You could say it ends when the first day of camp because the offseason is then over an hour in spring training. So technically that's right. But the Yankees still have time, depending on how spring training plays out, for them to say – Hey, we still need a lefty bet. Let's go find one because so and so is still on the market, and they could still make a deal, even though one-year deals with players, you know, good they point. Can make a deal. So there's still time for them to address that need if, in fact, they see that it's glaring. In you know, as spring training plays through.
1: That's a good point. I'm, I'm going to say though that they're, th- that move won't be made. I don't think because I think it was Cashman who said it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's probably not- on yes. Yeah, was the lefty options that were out there weren't better than the righties on the Yankees. So why do it just to get a lefty?
0: Well, I think the real answer is why do it? He, he just answered it. The lefty options that were out there. It doesn't mean that they don't need a lefty, that the options just weren't there for them, right? So let's see how this plays out. And like, there will be players. There'll be players available to them. And they'll take, a, I'm sure, another look at it. Or, you know, maybe they won't. But if, uh, if somebody's out there and is having a big camp and gets cut by a team, because not every the guy's having nice camps will make teams, right? Not everybody's going to make it. So they'll see. They'll see. Somebody might intrigue them. I mean, it's a very deep scouting department. And they scout all these other teams. Some, somebody who might have been a minor leaguer, uh Has a really nice camp, and for whatever reason doesn't make the team, it might be available to the Yankees. The Yankees will, the Yankees will scout, and if they need a lefty bat, which I think they do need, they'll, they'll, they'll find one someplace. They just will, and I'm sure that I'm sure by opening day, I'm sure you'll see, uh, you'll see a lefty bat somewhere
1: because you're going to need it. It's snowing like crazy here. How about for you?
0: Yeah, you know, it's Florida is known for its difficult <laughs> winters, you know, so I know I. I I, um, I was jealous. Well, don't be jealous. Just be jealous. You know?
1: I only bring it up because as you're talking, I have to hit mute because the snowplows are just going up and down my street like it's Daytona 500.
0: Oh, I, I, that's, that's
1: not in Florida, Daytona 500. Is Daytona? <laughs> Is that, are they still in delay?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think they're still in delay. <laughs> that was, that was, that was some day. But uh, anyway, uh, what do you think of the Super Bowl, by the way? I didn't get a chance to ask you that.
1: I thought it was fun. I should check my DraftKings. Um, I was rooting for Brady. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I thought it was fun. But, you know, did surprise did you, you,
0: did it surprised you? It surprised you that uh... it did. It
1: surprised me quite a bit, to be honest with you. I'm not a yeah. huge, uh, every day, every Sunday football guy. Right. Right. Um, so I didn't get as excited. But um, the the team I was rooting for won. Let's put it that way. I like a dynasty, and uh, Tom Brady. By himself as a dynasty. Yeah.
0: See, I, I really, uh, I, 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 mean, I love football. I just wish the team I rooted for was in the NFL, the Jets. So <laughs> they, <laughs> they need a lot of help. But, uh, uh, but having said that, uh, listen, I, uh, I, I was surprised. I mean, I, uh, I, I thought the Chiefs would win that game. I did. I thought, you know, Brady's Brady, and he could give them a game because he's Brady. Uh, but I didn't know that he could. Uh, do it. By, the, by the way, Todd Bowles used to coach the Jets, by the way. Those of out there were keeping score. Um, his defense did an incredible job. So between Brady and, and, and Gronk in that performance and uh, their defense, Bowles did an incredible job, I mean, of, of defending, uh, particularly Mahomes. I mean, shutting him down was just – nobody's been able to do that. And he came up with a scheme that did. So between the defense and, and – uh, and, uh, and Brady being, hey, you know what? He, he went into that game being the greatest quarterback of all time without question, no debate at all. And now he, gets, now he gets, goes to yet another level. I mean, I don't know what the best level is, what the level is behind greatest of all time is, but whatever that is, he, he just got that mantle too. So he, there's no question. That, that, that was amazing. That's what, 10? That's 10?
1: 10, 10, 10 Super Bowls. Football? Yeah, isn't
0: that right. amazing? Isn't that amazing? though? Just think about it. 10. more.
1: Yeah, the Jets have had one in, the,
0: in their career, in their history. They've had one. They went to war. And they won it. They won to know. So they have a better winning percentage than Brady. Feel like that. But you take your victories where you take them, right? But,
1: you see the uh, Young Rock? Yeah. The new sitcom? Did you see that show yet? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. It. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it lacked a little humor, but it was interesting. <laughs>
0: I like I that. It's a sitcom, but it lacked humor. I like that well Well, you know
1: given our histories we were more interested in it than probably most people I worried about the non-wrestling fan watching it yeah you know because it was kind of wrestling heavy well you know
0: I mean, remember, it's, it's, it's still morphing and, and developing and, and it's not in its final form. I mean, you'd be surprised. You watch a lot of shows who've been on for, shows that have been fortunate enough to stay on for a couple of years. Watch them in their early episodes and then watch them later on. The, 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 how series grow and define and morph is really incredible to me. Like uh, that story is like unbelievable. Have you watched shows and watch early episodes? And they the characters are not as defined. The scripts are not as sharp. Uh, you know the, the the scenes are not whatever. And uh, the characters haven't been developed. And but then over time those things change. And um, and, and, and also it could also go the other way where shows have been really good shows and they're on the air too long and you start to see the scripts aren't as good and the acting isn't as sharp and you know, it's, it seems like it's rushed to get on the air. And I mean, there's, just, there's also many telltale signs of a show series, but the reality is that the, when you see a show that has potential and you like it, it's probably only going to get better because it's going to get better as it, as it morphs and grows and gets more defined.
1: I could give you two examples one of each of what you just talked about a show that morphed completely and turned into a better show parks and recreation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they almost turned over part of the cast and it just yes. turned into that much right. better of a show right. and a show that was good in the beginning, went too long, kind of lost its purpose. It was lost.
0: I know I was going to say lost. It's funny you said that. Actually the first year of lost was as good a first year as I've seen a drama half. It won the Emmy. It was terrific. It really was good. And then they just didn't know what to do with it afterwards. And then they never really thought they were going to go off the air. So they didn't have an ending. And it was really convoluted and a mess. It wasn't as much a mess as the end of Game of Thrones was, but it was a mess. And so th- th- those, th- see, when you have a legacy, though, like Game of Thrones had, and then end like that, it was like, so you had a great, like, great series, great run. And the last season wasn't very good. And you sit there and go like, how can you end like that? It just was so disappointing. And the legacy of that show changed from like being one of the great shows probably ever I, that I've seen. And then at the, the end, the way it did just ruined it. So you got to the, see the motto in there is stay consistent. The message in there is stay consistent. Stay on the field. Stay, stay on the field. Stay on the field. And <laughs> stay consistent. You got to stay consistent. But
1: uh, Hey, we brought it back to baseball. Stay on we the field. Did.
0: So, so in the words of, we got to land a plane. So in the words of, land Ashley Gaze, let's land a plane. So, time to go. We'll see you soon. And uh, remember, rate, review, subscribe. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye, Kev.
1: See you later.